Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of my podcast, I Stand Strong. I am Teddy, coming at you from my bear cave in the concrete jungle of the beautiful Northwest, as always. Um, I've been kind of struggling on figuring out a topic to talk about today, but, you know, it's four in the morning at the moment, and I'm, the couple topics I've thought about, just, I can't really make them come together on my own, so... I'll rework those ones a little bit. So instead, I think I'm going to have a little more of a personal episode. Um, Anyone who knows me, closely at least, already knows this story. But, you know, I'm going to put it out there for people who may not know me. And maybe it'll help someone else. Um, I've been very vocal on here that I am... I suffer from depression. Um or as my counselor calls it, depressive states. What what the difference really is, I don't know. Um, but, and on the last episode, I briefly mentioned I went in, I had a, ma- uh, a major depress- depressive event a couple weeks back. I think it's been like three weeks now. Um, so I decided to just, you know, maybe kind of, talk about that for myself, you know, get it out there a little more. Maybe I'll figure out more stuff to why it happened. You know, and like I said, maybe someone will hear it and it'll help them under, you know, help them work through some stuff on their own. I don't know. You know, this, at this point in time, this is just for me to talk anyway. So, uh, anyway, so about three weeks ago, um, I guess I should should kind of give a little more preface, you know, like, yeah, I, I've, you know, my divorce is final. I've been out of the dating game for two and a half, maybe three years. Like, and that's counting, I guess I should say, I haven't, whew, this is hard to word. Um, you know, when me and me and Michelle together, we went on dates. So I guess you could say I still was dating while we were like we we did kind of like date nights every now and then. Well, it had been two to two and a half to three years since I've been in that particular situation with someone. I mean, if you're going to like first date kind of thing, it's been a long time since I've been on a date. Um, but about three weeks back, I actually it's probably about four weeks back that I. I had a family friend or a, a friend and she's really cool. Somebody I really, you know, really liked hanging out with, you know, we'd, we'd get together and walk, walk the mall every now and then, or do something, you know, just kind of hang out and shoot the shit. And so, and she's, you know, she's someone that I could, I could have, I could have seen, I could see having a relationship with. Um, well, I asked her out. To go to sushi. Because I knew she liked sushi. I like sushi. So, you know, hey, it works. And to my surprise, she actually said yes. And, you know, because part of me really kind of expected with how long we had been friends. I'd get a simple answer of, you know, we're just, you know, you're too good of a friend. I can't, you know, I I don't want to take that step. And I would have understood that. But probably doesn't hurt that I've heard that so many times in my lifetime. But anyways... So she, she agreed to go on a date with me. And so we set it up for the following Wednesday. Um, 
and I had, you know, I, I'm on nights. So I got home that, that morning, Tuesday morning, because I got off work at Tuesday morning at seven in the morning. I had Wednesday night off. So I went home, went pretty much straight to bed so I could go, because I had a, my, I think it would have been my first or my second bass lesson that morning too, because I, you know, in, as a, as an effort of kind of, you know, taking another step with something I've always wanted to do that I put off, I went and bought a bass and I'm taking bass lessons and it's really fun. But anyways, that's a side story. Um, and then, you know, so I got out of my bass lesson, went home, I got all cleaned up because I want to do, even though she knew me, I wanted to still kind of make that good first impression. So I went home, made sure I shaved real good, wore clothes I normally don't wear. I got a little more dressy. I didn't go full dress, but I went a little bit more dressed up just to, you know, have that kind of wow factor. Because even though she's known me for a while, I don't think she's ever seen me really kind of get dressed up except for like, you know, I guess we went to a, a mutual friend's wedding at one point in time. So I guess she has seen me. But anyways... So we go to sushi and the date, the date goes well. I mean, we ordered a little more sushi than we intended to because we went to a place that usually does the conveyor belt. So you just grab what you want off of the belt. Well, they stopped doing that. You just order your, you know, order your sushi and they bring it to you. Well, we weren't paying attention to ser uh, serving sizes on there. So we ended up with enough sushi for a small army. But hey, I have no problem with a lot of sushi. So we... We eat our sushi. We're having normal discussions. You know, it's it was it was going well, and when we were both decided we were done trying to eat as much sushi as we could. We got we had some like we we conveniently ate the stuff that we knew wouldn't hold longer, so we could actually take some home with us. So we get our doggy bags. I pay. We go, and she you know she asked if I wanted to go to Buffalo Wild Wings because. We both like hockey, so you know she wanted to know if I wanted to go and uh, watch the Calgary game. I can't remember who they were playing at the time. Um, it was like the first or second round, but um, had to been the first round. But anyways, they all, so Calgary was playing, so we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. She bought she bought drinks, even though I'm like I told her I'd pay, but she's like, no, this is my idea. I'll pay for this one. I'm like, okay, fine. So we had some drinks and we watched a game, and it was really boring. It was kind of getting boring. Plus, we were kind of both getting a little tired. So, you know, we were going to split, you know, we were going to, we were going to call it and it was going good. But then she asked it, you know, she wanted to know if it was okay. She came over and hang out. I'm like, yeah, sure. You can come over and kick it at my place. I don't mind. So she came over and we ended up sitting on the couch and she was pretty tired and kind of dozing in and out. And we were watching, uh, we watched the first two. Well, I say watch, I watched the entire first board movie and we turned on the second one and. I started even dozing through the second one. And, you know, I think when the second one was over, I got up to to switch out the movie again or something. And she was like, hey, do you want to just go, you know, can we just lay in the bed? I'm getting tired and it, this couch is sore. And I'm like, my, my couch isn't great. So I'm like, yeah, sure. So, you know, we go, go to the bedroom and just pass out. You know, no, nothing happened, but we passed out. And, you know, she was having some some issues so she kept you know rolling over a lot and that you know I was trying not to fall asleep because I was on nights I try to keep my schedule for the most part but I wasn't doing a very good job of it and um you know seven o'clock rolls around her alarm goes off she gets up I guess I didn't wake up to the alarm I woke up to her just getting out of bed 
So I see her off and, you know, she said she was, you know, she had to go to work that morning. She, she asked, uh, or she, you know, so I walked her out to her car and she, you know, she had mentioned, you know, I asked her what she was doing that night, just, just had a curiosity. And she said something, you know, she was talking about how, you know, when she gets off work, she's probably just going to watch the other hockey. I'm like, well, if you want someone to talk to, you know, let me know. Well, later that day, you know, I, I went, I went back inside and I think I crashed out pretty quickly after that. Cause I was getting pretty tired. Um, I just waited for her to message me and tell me she got home. Okay. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I get up and she, she had sent a message wondering if I wanted to come over to her place to watch hockey and she was going to order some pizza. I'm like, sure. So she gives me the address and let me tell you, that was a, that was another whole stressful situation was where she lives in Portland was a hell of a place to get to between crappy drivers and just GPS, not really great about getting you to the, the place. So we go, I go over there and, um, we have some pizza and we're watching hockey and she kind of cuddles up onto me and it's, it was nice. It was something that I miss. Like I really am much more of a person about that enjoys just the physical contact. I don't, I'm not a very, God, you're getting way more knowledge you about me, but um, I'm not a very sexual person. I'm way more into just that that emotional, like the, the physical contact. Cause I get way more thing out of like cuddling and just being with somebody than I do from that extreme into intimacy of, of sex. But, you know, but you know, like, of course I'm also like, you know, I'm, so I've got my kind of arm out there and I'm like rubbing her shoulder. And of course that aggravated her a couple of times. Cause something about my hand rubbing her aggravated the hell out of her. And because she was still in pain, I, you know, like I started seeing little signs of things like, okay, this, this is something I'm going to need to watch, but I was still enjoying the situation, you know, and that night, you know, hockey got over kind of late. So she had fun, wanted to just crash in her bed that night. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? I brought a change of clothes just in case. Um, so I went and, you know, changed into my, just some shorts or whatever. And she passed out and well, kind of passed out in the bed and I was in and out in the bed most of the night just because once again, nothing really happened. It was just kind of, you know, I lay there and if she sounded like she was in pain, I'd check on her. But other than that, you know, it was kind of just watching, like, I think I watched Tombstone that night and U.S. Marshals and some other stuff. You know, I, I random, I watched some random stuff on TV while, while she was sleeping. Um... But, you know, it was, it was overall, it was a good night. Like I got what I needed out of it. And plus I thought it was going well, you know, it, it seemed like it was going well. And that put me in a high of highs. You know, it's like, I'm getting this, I'm getting this interaction that I, that I, I do kind of crave. Um, especially after being, you know, by myself for so long. But, you know, in, in the back of my head, I think there were already warning signs of things like, you know, this, you know, this might work out. This might, this might go poorly. Um, but I wasn't sure. Uh, so, you know, that morning when she got up to go to work, she woke me up. I went and grabbed my stuff, you know, I grabbed my stuff and I headed out because I had to drive back home and then I had to go to bed because I had to be to work at that night. 
oh, excuse me. Um, and you know, I got home, I messaged her when I got home and she had, she asked, she'd messaged me asking me if she could call me. And I'm like, uh Oh, what's going on? Like, did I leave something? Did I go to the bathroom and leave the toilet seat up or something? You know, of course, this is, these are just the thoughts that I have. Um, but no, she was just, she was giving me an update on her, her situation at the time. Cause she had, like I said, she was in some pain and some had worked out. Okay. It, you know, it had, she, she had discovered something that had actually made it a little bit easier to understand why she was in pain and all that kind of stuff. So we were, we were all good. And so she, you know, she, she messaged me, uh, you know, to tell me to let her know when I go to bed. Cause we've been kind of like, even before we went on the date, we kind of like, we were talking a lot and a big part of the, like what lowered, like a lot of the guards I normally have when I go into that situation was we were, it was like the Saturday after I asked her out. Um, but still before the, the date, she was driving home from somewhere. I don't know really where, but I think she was like a karaoke or something. And she had had a couple drinks and she just wants someone to talk to on the drive home. And it felt really comforting that she trusted me to talk to her while she was on this drive. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like it's a big responsibility or anything like that. It was just, to me, that means something. And we did up talking for like three hours probably because we talked through her drive home. And then while she was just chilling in bed (laughs) for a while, we were just sitting there talking until she was getting really tired and had to go to bed. Um, I mean, I was up anyways, but... But anyways, you know, so yeah, it's, you know, we, we were getting like, to me, everything was seeming good. Um, but you know, in in hindsight, yeah, there were little things that were kind of, you know, little, little warning lights in my head, but still, um, they weren't things that were deal breakers. They were just things like, okay, I have to keep an eye on this part to see if this is going to work out. But so that. You know, then we, we continue to talk through, you know, like when I got up for work that night, um, you know, she, she messaged, you know, we, I messaged her back and forth and we talked a little bit and I knew she was coming into a busy, a busy point in the year where she just, she, but she has a lot of things going on and I don't want to change that. Um, you know, she's got so many things she does, you know, she does pools, she does Baca, she does all these other things that it's, it's, it's really cool, but you know, I remember, you know, talking to her a couple times and she's like, yeah, I don't know when we're going to be able to get together. Well, you know, Friday co- comes and goes. And like, like I said, I'm starting to, by the end of Friday, I'm starting to feel a little bit of a low, but I'm really thinking, oh, it's just, I'm just tired. Cause I really didn't keep my sleep schedule real well on the Wednesday, Thursday, but that didn't bother me. You know, I can, I can work through that. But then Saturday, it starts really like Saturday night. It really starts getting bad. Like I'm, I'm really starting to have my usual self doubts, my anxieties, my, you know, like I'm starting to wonder, you know, is this worth pursuing? Because, you know, yeah, she's like, I'm, I'm one of those people. It's like, I've, I've been such a pushover for people in the past that a lot of people take advantage of that. So I kind of become that person. It's like, oh, I don't have anything better on, better going on. You know, Ted's Ted's got you know no life. I'll just get a hold of him. And we'll do something. Or people make plans with me and get a better option and ditch me for it. 
And for a long time, I just kind of was like, well, well, at least they paid attention. You know, the, the, like I call it the Eeyore mentality. You know, thanks for noticing. Thanks for noticing me. But I let it go on for too long with some people. And it really kind of, it added up on me. And that, that didn't help me at all in many levels. Because it, it made it easy for people to take advantage of how nice I can be. Because instead of being like, hey, you know, we've got these plans. What the fuck are you doing? Making other plans now. It would just be kind of like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll get together another time. And all through high school, this happened a lot. And then it just kept happening. It kind of became a pattern. Even there's even aspects of other relationships I've had that just kind of, they, they fit into that. But I really started wondering, like, do I want to keep pushing this? I mean, yeah, we have certain things in common. We don't have other things in common. She, She's about to start getting really busy. And it sounds like, you know, and it, I think in the back of my head, I knew what was what was coming. Like, I knew that I wasn't going to be a, a, you know, not necessarily a priority, but I wasn't going to be, she was not going to go out of her way to make, to find time. Even in the days she didn't have anything going on, she was not going to find the time. It was just, hey, I had a couple days and hey, Ted's a nice guy. Let's, I'll take this situation for these days. But I still was kind of like, so I was, I was talking with a guy from work throughout it. Cause like, you know, he's, you know, we kind of got really, we've kind of been close as far as like, you know, me opening up about things. Cause he's earned my trust on that, but it's still kind of, you know, it was, it was burning on me and he, you know, he talked me down a couple times throughout the night, but Sunday I got off Sunday morning, I got off work and I realized I was in a really bad place because, like I said, Saturday night, I'm just, I'm going through this push and pull in my head. Sunday, I'm just not in a great place. So, I'm not real good at reaching out when I'm not in a good place. Like, I want to, but I don't know the word. Like, I can't seem to ever form the words. And also, like, I, for some reason in my head, I'm like, you know, Everybody's so busy. They don't need my, my, you know, my bullshit too. So I didn't, you know, and, and Saturday night I had messaged, um, Michelle late into the night. Cause I was also working a job I don't normally do. Cause normally we have these people that do like quality checks at our place. Well, our quality guy was out with COVID. So I was doing that. So I was also kind of just getting exhausted from just standing in this lab doing these tests and whatnot. Um, but I got off work and I was just in a bad place in my head. And Michelle messaged me. I can't remember if Michelle messaged me before or after my conversation with this this girl I went on a date with. I'm I'm purposely not using names because it's not important. Um But I went on this, so I, I get home. I think it was after. So like I I messaged this girl, I'm like, hey, good morning, you know, just like trying to get some kind of conversation going. And I got kind of a message, uh, you know, I got a morning back. And so I was just, you know, seeing how, how she was doing, like what she's got going on that day. Because I knew it was like the last day before she went into a busy, a busy run of things. Um, 
Oh, there was also like little conversations on Saturday that I think also sparked it. Like, you know, she was, she had a pool tournament coming up and I had messaged, you know, like, Hey, I wish I could, you know, really wish I could be there to cheer you on. And I, I got this message back that she was, tr- I think she was trying to make it sound like it was like, Oh, I don't like anybody to be there watching, but it kind of just came across as like, I'm kind of glad you're, you know, like it's okay. You know, I don't want you here anyways. And it, that kind of bothered me. It's like, okay, sure. And maybe, maybe I'm needy. I don't know. Like that's just it. But anyways, so back to Sunday and I'm, I'm low I'm messaging her. I'm really not in a good place. I can't just put out the words. I'm not okay. Can you talk to me for a little bit? So instead I start just doing, okay, I'll try to use this to get a convert, like I'll get the conversation going and then maybe I'll just try to get like, you know, I'll try to see if we can't set up a, something next week that we can do that'll, you know, give me something to look forward to and help me kind of get, get through this low. But I'm really getting a lot of pushback and kind of getting stonewalled. And finally, I just get this message from her, like, and all I was asking is like, hey, you know, what, what are you doing Friday? And she's like, oh, I've got this going on, or I've got that going on. And it's like, everything's getting closed down. And finally, she gets me, you know, I'm too tired. I'm too tired for this. I can't deal with this. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And she like stops messaging me. And I'm like, okay. Um, But that really, you know, being shut down like that really, really pushed me even lower. And then Michelle messages me asking, Hey, are you, know, I'm up now. Did you want to talk? And I was so far gone that I'm like, you know, no, I'm fine. I just had a low, I had a low and just, you know, didn't want to, you know, and need someone to talk to, but I got through it. I completely lied. I should have just reached out and said, Hey, you know, listen, I'm, you know, yes, please. Cause you come over and talk with me. I'm not in a good place, but I was so low and so, so closed off at that point in time that I just wanted to close out the world. So I, I had messaged, I had, uh, so I, I went back inside cause I was out smoking at the time. And so I go inside and I'd had a message from my from Walgreens or yeah, Walgreens saying that, you know, like my next, my next refill, my prescription was ready so I could come and pick it up within the next five days. They'll have it, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there and so I'm like, okay, how many pills do I have left in here? So I know if I had to go right away to get those pills or not. Um, so I went and I'm counting them and I'm like, I realize I have like 15, 20 milligram pills. And somewhere in the back of my head, the, the negative voice started getting a lot more control at this point. I mean, it was already, I was already hearing a lot of it anyways. Cause like, like I always describe it as like, basically when I'm in my lows, I've got that, that nagging voice in the back of my head. That's the, that's all the negative thoughts. Um, or my irrational mind as I also call it sometimes. Um, but it started really getting louder and I'm looking at this 300 milligrams of my antidepressant. And I know one of those pills, if I took it too close to even drinking a beer could be 
horribly detrimental to my health. And I'm thinking about this and I'm like, I have 300 milligrams there. And I had a bottle of whiskey sitting nearby. And at this moment, it became very, very tempting to just down the rest of that whiskey and take 300 milligrams of citalopram and hope that I just go to sleep and don't wake up. Cause I don't know. I really don't know what would have happened if I took them. I didn't take them obviously, but if I would have taken all those, I'm pretty sure I would have died, but I just don't know how it would have happened. Like, I don't know, would I go to sleep and just never wake up or would it be incredibly painful as this medication and the, the, the alcohol, you know, would they have such an adverse reaction? It would just be painful or something. I don't know. I, I don't know, but it, it seemed really, really tempting to just do that. And then as my mind kept telling me, you know, I wouldn't be bringing pain to anybody anymore. I was so close to just looking at my, I'm, I'm even looking at my phone thinking all I have to do is message anybody that I care about and just say, I'm sorry, take those pills, drop it with a bunch of whiskey and nobody would get to me in time. It would be, I just, you know, it would have been done. So I'm sitting there and I'm staring at this, this medication and I'm staring at the whiskey and I did have a a glass of whiskey sitting there ready because I was really, really, since I was low, I decided I also in my infinite wisdom decided I was going to at least take a drink of it. And maybe that was another mistake, but I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm looking at it and thank the Lord that little piece of rational mind was still there. Like Teddy, you're an idiot. If you do this, yes, I wouldn't be suffering from my depression anymore. They wouldn't have to hurt from me being in my eyes, a you know, a failure as a son, a failure as a brother, a failure as an ex husband, you know, a failure as a husband, you know, all these things, these doubts and, thoughts in my head, but I'd be hurting them so much more because they'd have this thing looming, possibly something looming, looming over their heads forever. Like would Michelle be sitting there and thinking for the rest of her life, had I just kept pushing Teddy that morning, would I have kept, would I have gotten him to talk? Would he have not have done this? And then I start thinking about my counselor. She's put three years of work in, you know, into helping me and how would that affect her? Would she would she second guess her her practice just because I was weak and gave in to a stupid thought? And that's what suicidal thoughts are. They are very stupid. Yes, in the moment it seems so tempting because you're hurting. You're you just want the hurt to stop. And trust me, I wanted that hurt to stop so much. But my rational mind took over. And I ended up sweeping the pills back into the pill case. I put them in the bed. I put them in my my medicine cabinet where they'd be out of my side, out of my mind. I finished the little bit of whiskey I had left in my glass, put the whiskey away. And I just went and locked myself in my bedroom and decided, I told myself, I'm not leaving this bed. No matter what that my mind is telling me, I'm not leaving this bed because I can't trust myself right now. I mean, I was, I was a good, clo- I was real close to just flushing the rest of my pills. So then they're not even there as a, 
an option for that that thought process. I mean, I didn't do it, and I'm glad I didn't because it's not like it's a cheap prescription, but I came out of it on top, but by a narrow margin. So I went to bed, you know, you know, I got lucky. I slept really good that day, probably because I had quite a bit of whiskey in my system. And I got up and I managed to keep myself, you know, I kept myself controlled. You know, I went to, I ended up getting up. I woke up a little early than I wanted to, which was okay. Cause I, I ended up going by Walgreens before work to pick up my prescript, my new prescription, you know, and while I'm at work, of course, I, I ended up doing this QC stuff again. So I'm in a lab by myself and I realized, you know, like with where I was, I still needed to talk. So I ended up calling Michelle since I'm in a quiet office, you know, kind of quiet lab and, or I messaged her and said, Hey, are you up? And she's like, yeah, cause I think it was still like nine or 10 o'clock at night and she had to be to work the next morning. So I'm like, Hey, can I call you? Like, I, I just, I really want to talk to you about something. And she's, she's like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I call her and of course I, I, the first thing I tell her is like, listen, I have to talk to you about something, but I do, you have to promise me you won't get mad. And she very rightfully said, I can't promise you that. And I'm like, that's fair. I get it. When she heard it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame her for being angry at me. Um, so I walked through the whole thing of like what happened. Like I told her I wasn't okay that morning. I lied to her because I was just shutting everybody out. Cause that's where I was at the time. And I told her the story of what, what happened that morning. And I had a good cry talking to her about it. And I don't, I do, I never, regret my tears anymore because I feel so much stronger for letting that stuff out than I ever do bottling up because bottling up just makes it worse for me. But anyway, so I, I, you know, I cried talking to her about it and telling her everything and, you know, all she could really say for a little bit there that from what I remember is, well, I'm really glad you didn't do that. And I was glad I didn't do it, but I still wasn't sure why it all happened. So, you know, cause I mean, it just happened like it was a snowball that came out of nowhere. Really. I mean, it was a snowball that like a small snowball that turned into a landslide really in many ways. And it had been a while since I'd been that low. So at first I was just thinking, okay, maybe it was just, I'm a little bit tired. Then you throw in the fact that, you know, I went from the highest of high to the lowest of lows and, and I'm a big, strong, I'm a strong believer that with that whole thing, it's very much like a, you know, like an alternating current wave where however high it goes on the top, it has to have that low to the, it has to have that same peak to the bottom of the, the baseline. <clears throat> but, you know, so I, I, you know, I kept just, putting these things on like, okay, yeah, I was tired. I was exhausted. What I'm doing at work was like really just not helping me keep my mind motivated. So I wasn't, you know, so I was focusing on stuff. Then you have, you know, yeah, the, you know, the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. 
And then part of it, I also kind of put on the fact that I was like, it had been so long since I'd been that low. I wasn't ready for it. And I wasn't, I hadn't had to deal with it in a long time. So I think it just got me way more. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was pretty bumpy there. And like, thank God I had a counseling appointment the next Tuesday. Like I was, I was scheduled for a, a counseling appointment. Thank you, Lord. So I had my counseling appointment because I'm, I'm down to only once a month. Well, I was down to only once a month. That's kind of changed after this incident. But, um, so yeah, so I, I got out of it and, you know, I finished up Sunday night, you know, it was a really good conversation. My boss happened to walk in while I was finishing up the conversation with Michelle. And I think he noticed that I was obviously teared up at the time, but he didn't ask me anything at that moment. Cause I think he realized I was on the phone. So I go in there later. I go, well, I went out and had a cigarette to calm down a little bit. And then I go in there and I sat and he's, and I told him like, Hey, you know, I, I don't know if you saw it, but like if you had walked in a couple minutes early, you probably would have seen me full tears you kind of deserve an explanation as to what's going on. So I even broke it down to him and I almost cried talking to him about it because like it felt like part of it was just the relief of talking about it. Like getting it out helped so much, but part of it was also this shame that I had because I went low and I almost did something that had repercussions that I could never imagine on anything on a lot of people. You know, my parents, my sisters, Michelle, my buddy, Tony, who this is probably the first, like when he hears this, this is going to be the first time he's hearing about it. Cause I didn't, I haven't talked to him about it. I meant to talk to him about it when I was hanging out with them this weekend, but I kind of forgot. Um, but yeah, I mean it, there were so many people I would have hurt endlessly just by one moment of weakness. And so there was a shame involved. And, you know, he, I remember like he's, you know, my boss, he doesn't, he's not used to dealing with depression. So he, you know, I could tell there was a certain aspect of him he didn't understand, but he was really listening. Like he really wanted to understand. And I think part of it was, you know, like he didn't, he didn't judge me for it, which is really glad because most people I talk to and they don't, they don't deal with depression. A lot of people just kind of like, well, dude, what are you doing? Just man up, you know, go, you know, rub some dirt on it and grow the fuck up. Or, you know, oh, you just need to eat better and get more exercise. Yes, that stuff helps, but that is not a cure for, for most cases of depression. There are cases where that works. Two of my sisters, that's how they can do it just fine. And I'm happy for them. I cannot do that. I need to be medicated. I, I need other things. Like I, I have a deeper depression apparently, or I just don't have as good a control on it. I don't know, but that doesn't matter. What matters is I, you know, I survived this, this low, but so I get through Monday, you know, just dreading talking to my counselor on Tuesday. Cause I know I have to bring it up. I'm not going to not say anything, but I get through Monday, you know, I was pretty lethargic through Monday because of how low I was and everything, you know, it's, it's, um, the way I describe it is it's like with me, it's like, there's no, it's not like you hit bottom and you bounce right back up to a good baseline. It's a long crawl. Like I'm still crawling back up to that, to a, a good baseline. I'm still finding my way back up there, 
But I'm glad I have to that because it makes me process this stuff. It makes me really look at what's going on and try to plan, like, you know, try to, try to find the, the reasonings, try to find where, where it went wrong kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I get, I go to bed a little bit early on Monday night, knowing that I have an appointment at 11 in the morning and I'm sitting in my, you know, sitting in my couch, sitting on my couch and my dogs are with me because I take them on my short week. So my dogs are with me and they're cuddled up and sleeping and that's making me want to fall asleep. But I know I have this appointment. So she calls because we do it through uh, Skype most of the time because I don't know why we haven't really started doing office visits anymore, but whatever. Um, so I go, you know, I talk to her and she asks me how it's going, how I've been and, you know, I wanted to just say, oh yeah, I've been great, but I knew I couldn't do it. So I told her it's been a, a series of ups and downs. You know, I'm, I'm not really in the best, but you know, I, I had my ups, I had my downs and she's like, you know, of course, you know, being what she helps me with, she wanted to hear the downs first. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I tell her the story. And I see, at first I thought it was disappointment. Like, I thought she was legitimately, like, disappointed in me for going low. But as I'm talking with her, the thing I find out it's more of just concern. Like, you know, this came out of nowhere. And she's like, do you know what caused this? And I'm like, well, you know, so I go through the whole thing with, the, you know, the date, the highest of highs, lowest of lows. I talked her through you know, kind of a rough idea of like what happened to the chain of events to that Sunday morning. And, you know, before the, the appointment was over, she makes a comment about how she really would like me to write down everything that happened that weekend. Like write it down, like while it's still somewhat fresh in my mind, like write down the thoughts, the, you know, you know, basically my, you know, my doubts, my anxieties, that kind of stuff, just to, just to get it written out for the next appointment. And she's also wanted, she's like, I'd really like to do an appointment not next week because she only works like two days. And of course I'll work, I'll be working on that day. So I couldn't do an appointment that next day, that next week, but the, you know, two weeks later and I'm like, okay, let's, let's do an appointment two weeks later. And I, you know, so I, I did my work. I sat there and I really started digging through it. And, you know, Last week was my, my second appointment after that. And so I was talking to her about it and she asked me if I could, if I'd put anything together. I'm like, well, I wrote down the things, but really it kind of comes down to, and here's where I, I love my counselor because she will let me, she will guide me. She won't just tell me what, you know, like, no, this, this isn't right. You know, you're, you're, you're not on the right track. Well, you're on the right track, but you're not right yet. She'll, but she'll guide me to it instead of just telling me it. So I'm like, I have a, like, it basically came down to why do I attract people who will not make me a priority? Why do I, why do I attract people who only see me as like the second or third option? Like, Oh, I've got nothing better to do. There's Ted. And she's like, she, so she challenged me and which since she started challenging me, which has been like two years in my, my, uh, counseling, you know, I think it was like a year in, she started challenging me. 
I've started progressing a lot more. So she's like, I want to challenge you on something. I'm like, okay, go for it. And she's like, I want you to re-say that differently. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you said, why do I attract people like this? I want you to say that differently because that's not the proper thing. And so I'm like, okay, what is she, you know, what is she challenging me on here? Like, and then it kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, it's not, why am I attracting these people? It's why am I allowing these people to do this to me? Why am I just putting it out there? Like, yeah, it's fine to just use me because most people like they see that pattern. They're like, fuck you. I'm gone. You know, like I don't need this for some reason. I'm okay with this. Is it something in my past? Is it something, you know, is it just a character flaw for lack of better term at this moment in time? I don't know, but I, I allow people to do this to me. I have always been allowing this to allowing people to do this to me. Like I said, I, I called it the, I called it the Eeyore thing even that morning. Cause I'm like, it, it, that's really what it feels like. Cause it's just kind of a, Oh, well, I'm getting someone's paying attention. So thanks for noticing me. And then I'm okay with it just because I'm getting that, that interaction. Well, that's not okay. I'm telling people, yeah, it's fine to just basically use me as a filler when you don't have anything better to do. No, fuck you. I need to get better about, you know, I'm allowing these people to use me. I'm allowing these people to hurt me repeatedly and not doing, not giving any repercussions for it. So this is that's kind of where I'm at right now is I'm in a place where it's like I'm realizing my flaws. And of course, she gave me a new new piece of homework at the end of that one, which is she wanted me to interact with somebody who has she, she put it to it's my self-worth. Like I'm going into meeting people with low self-worth and people are seeing that and they're like, OK, well, I'm only attracting people that that have no problem taking advantage of low self-worth, but I'm still allowing it to happen. So she wanted me to go and meet up with people that I know have high self-worth, higher self-worth, and try to observe how they do things. And I knew she, where she was going with this because there's only two people I, I could think of off the top of my head before she even, you know, before she even said it, I knew who the two, you know, who she was going to ask me to meet up with. And that's my two oldest sisters. I'm not the closest with them. I would... I would do anything for them, but I'm not really close to them, but they have high self-worth. And so she really wanted me to meet up with them. And so like, I remember I, I dawdled a little bit, but I finally messaged my, uh, not my oldest sister, but the sister, you know, my second oldest sister about like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? And she was, you know, she was saying, Oh, not really a whole lot. And I'm like, well, you know, I haven't seen you guys in a while. And then I'm like, part of me was like, eh, I should probably tell somewhat more of the truth. I'm like, plus, you know, I, I had a, a bad depressive event and I need to, my counselor really wants me to do some homework. I didn't tell her what the homework was. And so I'd really like to, you know, really like to see you guys. And she's like, well, you know, Josie's got it. You know, my, my niece had a soccer game. My nephew was out, uh, camping with his, uh, his father, I think, at least if I read the message right. And she's like, well, do you want to go to, you know, Josie's game? And I'm like, yeah, sure. That, sound, that sounds awesome. I'll go to Josie's game. So that was like Friday at 6 o'clock at night. It was supposed to be like 6.15 that night. 
Um, but it ended up getting put to or six thirty, and it got postponed to seven fifteen. But so I, you know, I met her out there, and I, I interact like I, I was talking with her. I didn't really tell her anything about the the event itself. I didn't tell her what my homework was. I just sat there and watched her. Um, and she does she does put out a self confidence out there. I still don't know how I can translate it to myself, but. I do believe like even like I and don't get me wrong, like I know I have some self-confidence. I'm just not really, really good with it. I'm not like it's not always there, especially when it comes to really putting myself out there with people. I get very low self-confidence because I'm always like the back of my head is always, oh well, what if this happens? What if I say something stupid? Which I need to accept. I'm gonna say something stupid. At some point in time, I almost always say something stupid. I'm just, I have foot and mouse syndrome so much, I should, I might as well use Tenactin as a breath spray. But, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, like I'm still, I'm still figuring out, still clawing my way back up to a good baseline, but I'm, I'm healthier for this, for this interaction. You know, I've, I fell down. I'm getting myself back up. I'm really breaking down like what went wrong. Where can I, how can I not let this happen again? And another good thing that came out of it was, you know, like on my last appointment before she gave me the, the homework to, to interact with my sisters, she was telling me, she's like, I really wish you would have let me know you were about to go on a date. And I'm like, well, why? What is, she's like, because I could have told you this was going to happen. 90% of people went after a divorce of being in a relationship for so long. This happens. It's, it is like clockwork on it. It's just, it's the first date. It's the first time you're getting that, that interaction in that particular situation. You get it. It's a high, it's a really big dopamine buzz. And then you're going to have the fallout. And I would have warned you this was going to happen. She's like, so don't feel like this is just a, you, you know, this was a, a thing that only happens to you. You know, that every emotionally adjusted person has this. You're actually, and she, she told me something that really shocked me. She's like, you'd actually be less emotionally adjusted if, or she told me I'd actually be less emotionally adjusted if I were just to have shrugged it off like shrugged off the the divorce and everything and then been out just like nothing was wrong. She's like, it's way more emotion, showing way more sign of emotional growth that I had this, I went through this. I just wasn't ready for it. And had I been ready for it, I could have done more with it. Yes. But you know, it was, so like I say, it was, it was a growing experience. I'm really, I'm not happy with the way I went through it. But I'm happy I got through it for the standpoint of the growth that's coming from it. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going to wrap up today. Um, once again, like I'm I'm hoping that maybe by getting this out here, not not only will it help me, but maybe somebody else that's out there listening will hear this and be like, you know, it's good to hear that somebody else has these things going on. You know, it's good to hear that I'm not alone because. You're not alone. There are so many people who have these these situations. I by no means believe I'm the only one doing this. Sure, in my lows, 
it feels that way. I feel incredibly alone. I feel incredibly isolated. And it makes me want to isolate even further. But in my head, I know there's always that rational thought that I'm not alone. I just need to reach out. And so much so that like I was at a little bit of a low, you know, yesterday morning. But I mean, it wasn't as low, but I was going low. I was getting emotion, like sleep deprived because I'm having problems sleeping. My youngest dog is had a stomach bug, so he was throwing up all the time. And because I was also stu- stumbling around the bed and kept falling off the bed, and I started losing my mind. I almost I snapped at them. I didn't do anything stupid, but I did snap at them, and I felt so bad about. It, so I messaged. Uh, Michelle had sent me a message like asking me if I wanted to game later that day. And I said, sure. And then it was like, the, the thing was there and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not going to just, I'm not just going to let this pass. So I messaged her and it was scary, but at the same time it was freeing to put the words out there. I'm like, Hey, I'm not okay. Can you come over for a little bit? And she was like, sure. And she was over like 10 minutes later. I mean, she just lives down the street from me. So um, she came over and I told her what had happened with the boys and how I'd snapped. And I felt like an asshole. And, you know, my younger dog was not really loving me. But then again, I think that was more a stomach bug because he cont- he was just really sick. And I'm hoping he gets over it. I don't know what got him, but it it's bad. Um. But yeah, she came over and she talked to me for a while and I told her where I stood and I told her how, you know, I'm also finding issues where I'm, I don't feel like I belong. I don't feel like I have a place where I belong right now. You know, like when I was married to her, I had that place. I wasn't great at being in that place and that's kind of the bigger problem there, but I had that place. And now it's like, you know, I see, you know, she's always off, I mean, she's always out with her you know, her new boyfriend and his son. And it's, it's awesome. Like I, her new boyfriend is awesome. Like he's by all rights, he shouldn't like me, but he's really cool with me. Like he, but then again, he is practically another version of me, but anyways, um, you know, so she, she's always out doing stuff and she, you know, so like when I message, I don't always get stuff from her. And, you know, and we were supposed to do something and it ended up turning into, because I didn't say anything else, it just kind of turned into, oh, yeah, we went and grabbed one thing and then she was gone and I was by myself again. And that was another thing that was on my fault. I really should have just said, hey, you know, do you want to keep keep going on this or do you want to just do the, the one thing? But so anyways, you know, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up because I, I could probably keep rambling if I'm not careful. Um. But yeah, so it's, you know, I'm find someone to talk to the, the, what that, let that be the message of like, this is normal. A lot of people go through this. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't do what I almost did. You know, I have a t-shirt that I bought because of, um, somebody that Michelle knew like her, I think it's like her nephew or something like that committed suicide like a while back and they they teamed up like the family teamed up with this local um local shop that made these t-shirts that say stay tomorrow needs you and i have one of those shirts i also have a bumper sticker of it and that 
is a very true statement. You may not feel like it, but there's always someone you mean something to. And doing... So all you have to do is find the way to put the words out there. I'm not okay. I, you know, do you want to talk? You don't even have to, you don't, yeah, just find that. Like, I struggle with it. So I'm, you know, it sounds kind of hypocritical me saying that, but I'm trying to find my way to do it. And there are other friends that I really need to find the way to to open up to them because I, I still feel like, with certain friends, I still feel like I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to make them uncomfortable with it. And how, how does that affect them? But in my, in my own thoughts at the same time, I'm thinking they'd want to know, like, I'm, I'm really hoping Tony doesn't get mad at me because he hears this and then just says like, well, why didn't he talk to me? Know that it's, it's in my head. I'm working on it. And it, I'm going to get through this. So with that, I'm going to say um, my email is standstrongcast at gmail.com. If you're hearing this and you need someone to talk to, email me there. I'm not going to judge you. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> I've got nothing to judge on. But reach out. Like, I don't know you, but I care. That's the important part is I will talk with somebody if it helps them get through a, a moment like these. Um, so yeah, so that I'm going to say, thank you for listening. You do my, do my usual thank yous for Michelle and Tony for supporting me and doing this whenever they can come on and I can get a topic that they'll actually talk to me about. They're awesome. They suffer through it, but they do it. Um, thanks to spider for my tattoo. I will, my tattoo work. I will see you in a couple weeks, my man, for my next session on my right arm. And, but overall, thank you for the art. I love my art, my, uh, the picture he drew for me for my podcast. So yeah, um, I guess I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. So till then, see ya.